0: Welcome to the No Small, Small Talk podcast, where I, Matthew Workman, get to pick the brains of my guests to discover great stories, advice, and life lessons. My guest today is a great friend of mine, a TikTok star, aspiring philanthropist, and past mayoral candidate for Halifax, Nova Scotia, Um, and he is truly one of the funniest and most unique people that I have ever met, Uh, and that is Max Taylor. Max, welcome to the show.
1: It's a pleasure to be here, man, long awaited.
0: So I figured we could start this off with a story. Now, this is a story about you that I've heard multiple times, but I would love to hear you uh, sort of tell it from your perspective. And that was your uh, tattoo meaning discovery. (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh yeah true. true so you
0: you got a tattoo what was it three
1: two years ago three uh four years ago at this point yeah
0: okay cool
1: and yeah I got a tattoo four years ago and on my back it was like one of those spur-of-the-moment things
2: mm-hmm.
1: I said because I was with Emma when I did it and I said Emma I'll get you a tattoo you're not gonna know what it means you gave yeah. me a tattoo I'm not gonna know what mine means right yeah and I was I was content going my whole life without knowing what this tattoo meant I in Hindi just a little Hindi symbol on my back no idea what it meant
0: right and was the idea so that you would eventually go to a country where Hindi was the language and then you would find I, out I, what, it, what it meant or that's that's sort of what I heard.
1: I think honestly it was uh, I think you know in a way yes but also <laughs> in a way like we had like tickets to a Blue Jays game the same day and we wanted to be late because, like, we like getting there for the last innings because it's a long game. So it was just kind of like, like, oh, mm. we have to get tattoos right now. So it was like yeah. a, a way to stall the time.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, honestly, there's no reason. It's like you're 18, you're done, you know? So yeah. I do not really think about it too much. Probably shouldn't put more thought into it, but that's okay. So anyway, I go in, I get the tattoo. No idea what it means. like a cool symbol. I mm-hmm. love it. And then, uh, you know, about a year later, I think year, year and a half later, I'm walking around. I used to wear my uh, wife beaters a lot, right? Super mm-hmm. sick. My sweatpants, mm-hmm. my wife beaters, living in Toronto, I do. walk around, get my Coke slushy, go home. That was the life. That was the life I was living.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And one day I walk in this convenience store and I see my guy working behind the counter. Uh, he's, he's Indian. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I pay, he's being kind of rude at first, you know, I guess he's having a bad day or something. And then I'm like, thanks, man. Uh, and then I turn around to walk out the store and he goes, yes. I turn back. I'm like, what the, what's going on? I don't know what's happening. So I'm like, right on, man. Do your thing. Yeah. And then I walk around and he, he yells again. He goes, yes. And I went, hey, right on. I think it was one more time. He's like, no, yes, you're, you're back. And I registered wait a second, I looked behind me and I realized my wife beat is hanging, it's slagging down, it's real low that day mm. and he goes, your tattoo it says yes and uh, moment I I pictured me on the top of a, a mountaintop in India or uh, in maybe a little marketplace and discovering the meaning of the tattoo was shattered but uh, a more beautiful moment in that convenience store took place for so <laughs> me <laughs>
0: and
1: yeah. my man we, wow. uh, we bonded that day Mm-hmm. So that's why I found out what it meant, and I never looked back. Yeah,
0: well, I certainly, I certainly think of you as a yes man. You know, like 2020 has been a year for you, hasn't it? I mean, yeah. Beginning of this year, there was no. Was there a Max Taylor on TikTok prior to this year?
1: No, I mean, uh, I used to just roast it with my boys in university. We just make like little terrible videos. All of them are gone now because they mm-hmm. were so brutal. That was just mm-hmm. like us trying to figure out how it worked we had no idea how the whole thing worked and then i guess in quarantine you know i came to drive my mom back uh, from toronto that was like 10 months ago at this point
2: yeah
1: and uh i said ah, i'll make a video to make my friends laugh because i kept seeing these challenges online like these terrible tiktok challenges like the i'm, tr- I'm trying to think what's the one where they were running outside the car
0: they would kind of dance alongside the car as it made. yeah yeah it? yeah
1: just stuff like that you know yeah. just like little challenges like that all good fun but i was like what's going on here mm-hmm. so then i made a challenge like it was run a mile with a glass of milk in your hand just like to kind of roast them for my buddies right and then it exploded yeah. and i just happened to have like a list of a ton of like stand-up ideas that i was gonna do for stand-up but i mean mm-hmm. i just so bad the one time i went i was never gonna use them and right. i just used use them all for videos and then shit just took off organically
0: wow And so you mentioned stand-up. So when was that one
1: time that you had done? Oh, man, man, it was brutal. It was so brutal. I mean, it was just, I I don't think it helped because I think the guy before me or after me was just like, uh, just incredible. He was like the funniest person I've ever seen in my life, right? Mm -hmm. So then I go up, I do my thing and the whole time, like, I, I, I don't know when the room turned on me, but they definitely turned at one point, man. I don't know what happened. I, it was all a blur, but I just remember standing up there and I hear the voice of someone in the background. Mm-hmm. And I realized it's over, man. It's, there's nothing that I could do to recover from this. And uh, since then, I want to climb back up and do it again one day, but like, my God, man, it's scary. Would you ever do it? Stand
0: up? Whew, I don't know. I did improv once. Oh and no way. Not only did I do improv, but I did French improv. Okay, <laughs> it so was it's, uh
1: it's just the sexiest thing you can do.
0: Yeah, pretty much a chick a chick magnet uh, activity. It was last summer I was I did an exchange program in in, in Sherbrooke, and at the beginning of the exchange program, they had you know, pick your name out of a hat, and this is the activity that you're gonna do. Or something along those lines. And yeah or sorry, you were able to pick the activity, um, but you know, first one got to pick out of five or six and I was one of the last people picked and I got to pick between poetry and French improv, or French poetry or French improv. And I thought, I'm not doing poetry. That's poetry is for wussies, you know? Yeah. And I picked French improv and wow. That makes me uncomfortable yeah did you sure. crush it we'll yeah. did
1: you crush it i mean
0: i got a few laughs but i think it was more so the fact that i had made friends with so many people on that trip uh, they were supporting me
1: yeah
0: uh, yeah, we yeah. <laughs> in front of the whole hundred exchange students and yeah that was that was crazy
1: scary stuff man, especially in Sherbrooke. what are you doing in Sherbrooke? Exchange stuff learning, learning
0: french yeah i've done I did two exchange programs uh the first one was in montreal and nice. uh, first year university and then in fourth year university just last summer
1: i did uh, sherbrooke and that was oh man I, I went to school in sherbrooke man it's hype yeah oh yes yeah was, of course Bishop. you know uh you know hell's angel started in sherbrooke did not it's insane man like That's the main base insane. is like right up the hill it's really? nuts Huh. Yeah, and apparently, at the year, I think the second year is there, a lot of the big heads of Hells Angels got out of jail after like a long, long stint. Mm. It's crazy because when they got out of jail, it was my second year, crime in Sherbrooke was like, well, at least around the university, was like gone. It's right. insane. They were like watching over this one big dude. He's definitely Hells Angel. He choked like every party. He must have been in his 50s, like super jacked, half bald, always wore sunglasses, but the oh. nicest guy in the world. I mean, like, he walked into a house party. With maybe like ten people, no one was there, and nobody said anything to the guy because he's just vibing out doing his thing. And mm-hmm. uh, I don't know, man. I-, I think the Hell's Angels, yeah, group of people, to say the least, man. Hmm. And he was there to
0: kind of make sure things went smoothly. Like he was there. As- I
1: th- I think I think he was there to make sure nobody was selling any narcotics under the Hell's mm-hmm. Angels' nose. Yeah. But I think he was also there because the dude just loved having a good time man he, he loved, loved having a good time yeah. it was so sick you go up to this guy it's one of those things where if someone were to push you at the party right he'd like yeah. stop dancing, and be like and then once you like daft the guy he'd be like okay right on. then he'd go back to him man he was like a little protector i don't know if he was real it could have honestly been like a, my imagination
2: right between
1: this guy but i'm i'm positive he was like a protector he was like a guardian angel man wow the hell's angels
0: like the guardian angels of uh bishops university
1: I'm telling you man they did this thing they did their thing up there man.
0: <laughs> wow and was that when you did the up? was it when you were at bishops
1: no no this was uh when i was living in toronto after that i tried to stand up it's it's nerve-wracking man mm-hmm. some people are like it what does make you feel better though is like some people are really bad bro like some people are terrible terrible like at least like i'll get like a laugh yeah. i mean one yeah. person laughing just to make me feel better about myself I'll mm-hmm. take it over, like, no one laughing because you just can't. Mm-hmm. Like, there's one guy who's, like, oh, my God. I don't know how to describe a man. Like, he goes up. He's, like, literally shaking. And I'm talking shaking, shaking, right? Like, if you're mm-hmm. holding a glass of water, that should be all over the floor in, like, 20 seconds.
2: Right.
1: And he goes up. And he's, like, shaking. And he looks at the ground. And the whole time he's staring at the ground, and he starts to spew this terrible offensive stuff man it's going off and everyone's like what are you doing man you gotta stop like no one wanted to boo or anything because mm-hmm. was just so uncomfortable it's all like buddy you gotta stop mm-hmm. you gotta stop and he's talking about like i think his girlfriend who was in the audience and he's like she put on some weight i call a big chunky i'm like no man what are you just doing man just breaking like what all, all the comedy rules you know just, like, you couldn't imagine <laughs> I think everybody felt it's mm -hmm. hard that's why stand-ups it's a balance bro Mm -hmm. so we'll we'll fast
0: forward again we'll kind of go back to the to the to the TikTok takeoff. so you know you started making a lot of videos while everyone else was kind of just hanging out in their houses you know like you were you were putting out content and I remember sitting with some friends and we said or not sitting because it was quarantine you know we were on a zoom call and we we're like "Well, oh, max is really max is taken off here like he's he's putting in the work while nobody else everyone else is just on some vacation um where did you get all that creativity like how do you keep that going do you ever just have days where i can't do a tiktok today like i'm, I'm oh yeah,
1: yeah yeah i mean like you see, like, you know, you like, obviously, you know, Colton, man. Colton never gets burnt out. He's yeah. always scheming. Like, that's why he's masked. Because the guy never gets burnt out. He's incredible, yeah. right? He's incredible. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, there's days, like, especially, I think, before I ran for mayor, I was getting 100,000 a month, right? 100,000 yeah. people a month, which is sick. I mean, it's consistent. Nothing crazy. I'd probably post one video a day. Like, nothing sure. wild. And then, during the mayoral stint, I'm like, I can't. There's just too much going on. Like, I can't post anything, right? And then even now, I find, like, this is just the honest truth. If I don't, like, spend that day watching, like, a funny show, like, Parks and Recreation, or, Mm -hmm. like, if I'm watching a documentary that night, forget about the next day. I can't make a video the next day because my mind's down in the right place, Mm -hmm. right? It's going to be terrible. And, like, even though they make you post every day to kind of get the algorithm going, like, it's like a big no-no to take a bunch of days off. Oh, I see okay yeah so like some days i'll post and then private it the next day right but like the a process is hard man it didn't used to be hard at all mm-hmm. i used to watch this show called uh i think you should leave with tim robinson mm-hmm. and it just sparked so many flames in me, man. just wow. but then after that after you watch it so many times it's like what do i do now so you're constantly looking for things to inspire you to do it yeah and then you have to stay away from everything serious too which is like a pain in the ass mm-hmm.
0: do you find like like you know quieter days or like you know if there's a day where you don't have a lot on the go is that when the imagination and creativity starts getting kickstarted,
1: or is it yeah i I mean honestly this is the truth man like when gyms open back up it's Mm going to be a lot harder to like do like obviously i'll do my work like my job and shit like if i have nothing to do then that's when i get started like if my body is like okay you didn't work out today now i got to use the energy in something else Right. But uh, even though I prefer, you know, waking up, going to the gym, you know, things being open, going to restaurants, when nothing's open, it's a lot easier to be like, all right, I got to do something so I don't go insane. Right.
0: Yeah, most definitely. Yeah,
1: Yeah. it's tough, man. Mm -hmm. It's weird, too, because like Cole, I see Colins up in L.A. right now doing the creator house thing, right? Yeah. I think when I was when I was starting out or at least when I was doing some rapid stuff before the mayor campaign, people would ask me to do houses with them, right?
0: houses so can you take me through what a house is
1: so essentially it's like you go uh it's like a creator content house like you go somewhere and you like live with a bunch of people and you make videos and i guess your rent is paid by the ads that you do there okay. but like it's like huge houses and shit right wow i don't think i can do it because it's like number one because the dudes you live with are sick right i think he gets along with all of them right the man like i just don't know if i could like before meeting people if i could just go live with them there's no way Mm -hmm. if i don't know who they are like i mean i'm sure they're nice guys but i just can't do it man you know it's just way too hard
0: i guess it's a lot of pressure too to say i'm gonna live in this house and put out content like i don't have a choice now like i just you know move down i i respect a lot you know colton's decision
1: to, to i go. respect because he knows he can do it he knows he can yeah. put out the consistent stuff i there's no way man i'll take like three days off and then they'll what the hell do they do they beat you in the back <laughs> or something <laughs> yeah.
0: and what yeah. happens
1: if you don't yeah. put up videos man
2: wow
0: yeah is that do you kind of find with some of the like fame and recognition that you've got like do you aspire to i don't know a lot of people say this far to move down to like the states or you know
1: meet all
0: these people like do you do you find you've kind of bought into that or have you stayed pretty humble you could say and just kind of well
1: no i mean it's definitely like i'll just do it for fun right like yeah it's uh, i mean like i I think i'm not even big enough at a level where it's like i feel like i'm like a big shot i'm the man you know like some people could make like millions doing it that'd be amazing but just not my thing right right like, uh, I guess at first when things started to pop off, like I had like a stride where I was doing crazy well at the beginning, right? Like mm-hmm. I used to just go to the mall to see if anyone would dap me up. And it always <laughs> happened. Like at least one person. Was yeah. It's like, yeah. so sick. Mm-hmm. And it kind of makes you want to do it more and more. Right. But yeah, I don't know, man. I just think the online thing, I don't know if it's always for me. Like I want to be fun because if I end up taking it too seriously as a career, then it's not going to be yeah. fun anymore. Right. And that's mm-hmm. the big thing.
2: Yeah,
0: that's. That's a great way to think about it. Even just doing this podcast, like for kicks, like I said, this is episode one, um, but I started to kind of put pressure on myself before I even recorded this. I was like, I, "I, it's gotta be big. And then I thought, no, wait, like this is my way yeah. of catching up with people that I wanna catch up with and laugh and learn with, you know, there's yeah. like, forget all the rest. Like if I can yeah. just enjoy the process, then the end result is is irrelevant you know
1: exactly man it's like fucking joe rogan even took like three years before yeah. the podcast took off at all he's hanging out with people on the mic it was sick mm-hmm. yeah i think so episode, would you do like if, if, if things oh sorry what were you saying
0: i was gonna say like joe rogan's episode number one it's just him and i think oh what's the other comedian's name him and one other guy a brian Redban, i think and they're just sitting on a couch talking
1: yeah that's it. it's the best man it's, yeah. like, everything starts in a weird way it's like okay wait hold on a second my mom's got the damn TV on Ma, mom can you turn that down can you turn that down thank you I love you are you on back
0: wicked I think you had a question
1: sorry what you had a question prior to, uh, yeah, I forgot I was gonna say was something about like the the way the whole podcast system goes, man. Like, so are you gonna reach out to like who 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 are you gonna reach out to? Are you gonna like DM like psychics? I, mean,
0: I don't know about all that. I mean, I I told myself in the beginning I'm gonna do twenty episodes. You know, I'm gonna get face to face with twenty people that I know or at least know of. From around here people that I look up to are inspiring etc um I'm sure you will know 90% of them (laughs) Um, but uh and then just kind of see where that goes there's definitely like lanes that I am inspired by you know health and wellness um well you know all the stuff that I'm into yoga meditation there'd be people that I would love to pick their brains about in that regard um but you know for now it's
1: sort of up in the air and know. if you had a dream sponsor who would it be a
0: dream sponsor it's something i use every day <laughs> you know what i mean yeah i
1: don't know i was thinking like bro you know don't be a crazy sick sponsor to have who? you ever heard of a uh, the testicuzzi no Oh, my God. Just do yourself a favor and look it up after this. Okay. I'm not going to say anything more. Look okay. up the test. testicuzzi. Reach out. Sticky. Okay. That would be the sponsor of a lifetime. That's all I got to say. That sponsor be, of a lifetime. That would be your selection. I Absolutely. I DM them a million times. Man. Something <laughs> almost happened once. They almost did something with them, and then they ghosted me. So really? I'm going to figure it out. Yeah. Wow. Well, speaking of,
0: of sponsors and idols, um, I remember one time you mentioned to me that there were three people that you looked up to and were inspired
1: by. I'm not sure if you remember yeah. the conversation, but uh, yeah, I think one of them always stays consistent depending on uh, depending on the day, right? Yeah. But the number one that's always consistent, my man Arnold. Mm-hmm. You know, Arnold, he's he's the hero. No matter right. what happens in life, Arnold is the hero, and he should be the hero to all little boys out there. I mm-hmm. really do think so. I mean, besides, like, yeah, he's gonna, you know, he's gonna have a love child with his maid, which is not great. But besides that, super chill dude. You yeah. Know? Wow. Gordon Ramsay's another one. Did I say mm-hmm. Gordon Ramsay to you too? Was that the I other think, one?
0: I think so, and I have the third in my head. I'll see if it lines up with.
1: Uh... I'm trying to think who the third was because I know there was a third. Big. He's released a, a book recently. Matthew McConaughey. What am I thinking? Of course. Of yeah. course. Yes, yeah. Matthew McConaughey, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, if you could combine those three men into some sort of perfect being, I think that's the man I want to aspire to be. The combination right. of the three. Right. Yeah.
2: And did uh, you read?
1: You that? read my... Oh, sorry. oh my god, man! So good. Mm-hmm. Have you read Green Lights?
0: I have not. I've probably listened to five or six podcasts just about the stories in that book
2: yeah um
0: yeah. but i'm i'm actually going to pick it up right after this podcast like i'm gonna go i'm
1: telling that. you man like it might be in your best interest to actually listen to the audiobook like i know the, the actual book itself is like pictures of stories and shit mm-hmm. and like i guess in the actual book there's like photos of bumper stickers right i was listening to the uh when i was listening to the audiobook i didn't know there was actual photos of bumper stickers so like in the middle of a page, Matthew right. McConaughey will just chime in. He'll just say, "Bumper sticker." So what the hell was that? And then he reads it out loud. And then he goes right wow. back into his story. It's amazing. <laughs> you're like, what?
2: What's yeah,
1: you from? gotta listen to the audiobook, man. Like, wow. I, I'm I'm telling you, it's, it might be a better way to do it, especially mm-hmm. if you're working out. You listen to it when you work yeah. out. Oh my God, the pump you get, unbelievable, unbelievable.
0: It just it increases blood flow just listening. To it's creating, it's, it's,
1: cre- it's creating, it literally in, like, it's just creating going in your ears, through wow. your voice. So soothing, man. Just testosterone mm-hmm. flying. Unbelievable.
0: I'll check it out. Um, what's my next, my next question for you, uh, speaking of the gym, so that's opening back up Monday, I think, um, that's another, that's another funny story that I, that you told me once is that at your fittest you were making a pretty interesting meal
1: oh but
0: so can you take me can you take me through that meal that you would make this
1: is this is the honest truth and i'm going to say it and it's going to ruffle a lot of feathers but it's just the truth okay Mm -hmm. if someone says oh i want to lose 10 pounds if a guy came up to you like i want to lose 10 pounds i want to get more defined right Mm -hmm. And then he's like, well, it's just not working out. Okay, that's fine. I hear a lot of people say it's just not working out. And obviously I've tried to do it in ways like, you know, you change your diet subtly here and there Mm -hmm. and like, it gets very slow, gradual process. I promise you this, if you want to lose 10 pounds in one month, more than that, 20 pounds in a month, and you're super dedicated. And I'm talking, you got to be like a a monk to be able to do this because I couldn't do it for longer than two months, but it would work like a charm. I was absolutely shredded. Mm -hmm. Here's what you got to eat, okay? You wake up, you don't eat. Black coffee, boom. First meal, three protein shakes. I know you're waiting for it. Second meal, bowl of rice, spinach, eggs, ton of eggs. Mm -hmm. You're good to go. Third meal, take three chicken chicken breasts. Mm -hmm. Pop it in some water, you blend it up and you chug it down. Chugging chicken breasts is the optimum way to get protein in. And I don't care what anybody says. People can come at me for it. If you chug chicken breasts every day, and that's your main source of protein for an entire month, you will be shredded. Yeah, your quality of life isn't going to be that enjoyable. It's going to suck. You're going to dread eating every day. But if you need to do it, it's there. I'm just telling people right now, it's there. Mm
0: -hmm. I'll be honest. I still haven't tried it, you know, but i dread just the thought of it but hey maybe maybe someday i'll i'll try it out and how do you feel when you're you know drinking chicken breasts
1: you know like i won't you- lie you you get you, you get used to it like it doesn't taste that bad yeah it just tastes like chicken and water you know like mm-hmm. yeah but uh in terms of your body let me tell you even though you hate The feeling of like, oh, no, I got to go blend my chicken breast. Like, oh, God, this sucks, right? Even Mm -hmm. though, like, you're not enjoying your meals as much. Your body feels amazing, man. Like, Mm -hmm. amazing. Like, my skin was so clear. And, like, my hair was looking incredible. Even though my hair was dyed, like, white at that point. Like, it felt like it was, like, incredible.
2: Yeah.
1: It's like you're more sharp on your toes. You think faster. It's unbelievable. But there's Mm -hmm. no way I would do it again. Because, honestly quality of life isn't that great unless you have food and i'm not kidding you realize the importance of a good meal
0: of enjoyable tasty food hearty food yeah
1: oh man Mm -hmm. like one cheat day every week or like every two weeks and it was incredible man and Mm -hmm. like after i think one of my final times when i was like all right i can't do this diet anymore i was like eating Burger king i was like oh man i wish i could do this every day and I was like, why can't I do this every day? And then I just never blended a chicken breast again.
2: Yeah. what well.
1: Yeah. I'm telling you, if people want to get shredded, that's the way to do it. But mm-hmm. life's going to suck. Life's going to suck. But if you need to do it, it's done.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's all about, you know, you've got to make the sacrifices. Like, I used to eat so much sugar, so many processed foods. And you kind of get used to certain tastes after a while. So I cut out the sugar completely or not completely, there's sugar and bread and things like that. And I will have fruit on occasion, but you kind of get used to like, oh, this is a tasty sweet potato or, oh, this, you know, is tasty veggies, tasty meat. Like you don't miss it as much as you think after you get over the hurdle, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think there's definitely a, a two weeks where it's brutal and then immediately after you're like, oh, this yeah. is really not that bad.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of pushing through. It's gotta be sustainable though. Like I I don't know. Have you ever tried like keto or any of those weird things? No,
1: I mean like I I, I like fast every day. I kind of have to now. Like I've been doing this right. since high school. If I don't if I don't fast, I feel like crap, right? And That's fasting, what does that look like for you? Uh, when I was doing intensely with the chicken breasts, I was talking no eating at 10 p.m. Start eating at the 2 p.m. the next day, two or three p.m. the next day, right? That was like intense.
2: Yeah,
1: but I think just on a day-to-day basis, just to make sure I don't feel like crap, I'll wake up and then I'll wait like at least four hours before I'll eat anything. I mean, no Mm -hmm. matter what time it is. Ideally, you wait eight hours, but sometimes you just can't make it that far, which is you know. Yeah, it is is. like this.
0: I've been hearing recently a little bit of talk on just the benefits of like 12 hour fast. So, you know, if you're eating your last meal at 7.30 PM and you go to bed at 10, you sleep till seven the next day, you know, eating that breakfast at 7.30, like the, the 12 hour fast. It can include your sleep. It's kind of what I've heard, yeah. but
2: I mean, who knows? Yeah,
1: Yeah, it, it's it's just it, nobody knows the truth, but everybody's body's different. But uh,
2: yeah,
1: I was going to try that carnivore diet, man
0: yeah we talked about that oh that was i know
1: we i still want to do it then i just don't know if i can
2: yeah
0: because carbs are so like when i think of the parts of the day where i feel really good it's like after i get some sweet potato or after i eat some oats like yeah like losing that will just oh it might it might
2: be
1: a crushing blow you know yeah Mm -hmm. it's uh it's i can't lose the oats man no, it's oats. oats are goat man yeah they really it's, are it's hard because you can't even which is plain meat so that would be the chicken breast would fall under the carnivore diet right
0: i think so there's like almost a triangle of the carnivore diet with at the top is things like uh, you know eggs and then i think in the second row is like chicken and fish but then at the bottom the bottom main layer of the carnivore diet is just like steak and beef and pork
1: doesn't sound that bad
0: so you're supposed to get the bottom like the bottom would be the most hardcore
1: although i'll tell you what i might not eat pork anymore i was thinking about it because i saw a video of a pig and yeah like, they're smart as hell they're smart as hell and i don't want to eat a guy who's thinking about his day yeah yeah you know? That's so sad. I know,
0: about. it is. I got another uh, another question here for you. I guess we'll switch gears and kind of touch on uh, the mayor mayoral campaign. So when did you get that idea that you wanted to
1: to run for mayor? Oh, uh, I think about nine eight months ago. I mm-hmm. was uh, something something about the election popped up in the news feed, like which would have, which was like four months ago, I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, hmm, interesting. I was like quarantining at the college my mom and uh i was like oh look at this only two people running for mayor right now is announced she's like you know you could run i was like you could but i didn't think about it for another couple months right Mm. and then uh i i was like maybe i could run but i was like really debating it heavily and then one day i just said like i think it was my mom and i'm like you know what i'm running let's do it let's put let's put it together let's make people vote because uh I, i saw an interview with chris paul saying like his team it's important that they vote right? He's mm-hmm. trying to get a team to vote. And I'm like, this is in between like me trying to figure out why would I run? Like, if I have no reason, I'm not going to run. And then this interview came on and I was like, oh my God, I'll run so people vote, mm-hmm. even if it's voting against me. That was my one thing I wanted to do, right? Yeah. Wow. Man. I mean, I did not expect some of the backlog. It was brutal. <laughs> brutal, man. I mean, yeah. it ended up getting better because like I, I was able to talk and then people were like, oh, I see why he's doing this now. But right. at first oh my god brutal
0: well without you kind of you know reaching out and talking i think i think people became much more okay with you running for mayor once they got to know you a bit you
1: know yeah and i think that that's the problem with like people like who doesn't right away get the keyboard warrior thing going on it's like buddy you can literally just text me like some of these people i've known for like 10 years i'm like you know like demanding answers to all these questions like he hasn't came up with a platform on this yet and i'm like well no wonder i just it was like 12 hours ago that i announced i'm running like (laughs) take it easy and also if you want to know you can literally text me like i texted you last week you did you know (laughs) so yeah uh, people just like taking the uh the internet to do things which is upsetting man if all that effort that was used to attack was instead used to like i don't know advocate something great can you imagine the kind of world we live in? But it won't happen. It just mm. won't happen.
2: Mm.
0: And was there any sort of key takeaways that you took away from that campaign? Like, did you learn any valuable lessons just about, yeah, yourself, I think about others, you know?
1: For sure. I think uh, you got to take criticism and not let it get to, you, you have to use it in mm-hmm. a positive way. I mean, like if I just were to get criticism and ignore it, I'd be just, like I wouldn't grow. So I need to take it in, even if it's really negative, I have to be like, okay, where's the gem of information that I need to take in and change about Mm -hmm. myself to respond to this. Mm -hmm. I think the second is, you know, win or lose, just the feeling of saying you did it, it's such like a rewarding thing. So I think for the rest of my life, really, like you're saying, like being a yes man, like saying, if I have an idea that really is like a burning passion, I kind of have to do it now you know, and I think everyone should, if you have an idea that's really burning, it's like inside of you, always wait for the right time, I think sometimes just do it, because then when that right time comes, you'll have enough preparation to be ready for it, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely, uh, do you, do you find that, you know, with everything that kind of took off for you this year, I imagine you, there are more opportunities for you than there were last year, um, yeah, and do you find or I guess my question is, how do you say no? Like, how do you pick very, because I imagine you could be at many different places every weekend. How do you figure out what you want to do and how do you say no to everything
1: else? Like, do you, is that a skill that you've developed? Uh, Sometimes not as easy as it looks. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, I mean, it looks in terms of like, how I see it always like sometimes I'll look at a situation and be like oh it's going to be easy to say no to this and then I'll look back at it and be like wow this is really hard to do you mm-hmm. know so like I it, it, there's no right or wrong like so it changes obviously right like
2: mm-hmm.
1: honestly man like this is a terrible irresponsible thing to say but it's just true sometimes if I'm really torn between two things and I can't decide what to do I'll just flip a coin and it happens all the time mm-hmm. like I'll sometimes I'll say you know let's let fate take it away and I'll probably do that at least once a day
2: Wow. Just
1: fl- flip a coin, see what happens, and it's yeah. uh, it's led me to some great, great adventure, but also to some, actually no, nothing really bad has ever happened to flipping the coin. So mm-hmm. maybe that's the way to do it. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, saying no is something I definitely have to learn to do more, in a way that's nice. Because sometimes, like for example, like if someone's making plans. I'll say no in a way that's too like subtle. So it doesn't say no right up front and then feelings mm-hmm. get hurt. So it's better just lay it on the line right away. Rip the yeah. bandaid off, you know?
0: Yeah. Or saying maybe it's like, you know, that you're not going to attend this event, but you say maybe because you want to make them feel a little bit
2: better. You know?
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's tough, man. It's, it's yeah. a tough balance to have, but you know, too, man, like you're the party king.
2: Yeah. You're
1: the, you took the throne. I did. Those days are in the past. Those days are in the past Mm now.
0: And looking back, I was like, I was just talking to someone recently. And I said, I can now say no so easily because I made so many mistakes and I made so many, you know, just pointless nights. You know what I mean? Of pointless, pointless uh, decisions. And now it's like when you can be deliberate with your time and say I'm gonna go do this because I want to, and I'm not gonna think about all the rest. You know, so much more. You know, it
1: was interesting too. It was interesting too for you. Like you weren't going out that much because you wanted to get hammered. You were going out just to be out in the world. I was going, which yeah. Is like, to be out, you know, it's the a way of, different thing.
0: I think it also had an ego factor too. I think when I saw people recognize me. I wanted to go out more, but you're right. I was not, you know, people say to me, Oh, you used to party all the time. And I think what they're visualizing is a Matthew workman that is out till five in the morning and doing reckless, terrible, stupid, stupid decisions. Um, But in fact, I was almost like egotistically strategic with it. You know, I'd go, just to kind of get my boost, you know, like to meet some people. And, you know, I've changed so much since then and looking back at it, it's like, you know, I've grown um, from that regard, but that definitely, it's down from the ego for sure. And just, it was all I knew. So instead of spending my Saturday night, you know, um, going on a cool date or, you know, doing, you know, spending it with people that were close to me, I would just meet up with you know, the same old people and and run off to the other side of Nova Scotia.
1: And go to a party. <laughs> like, <laughs> Sometimes I was shocked that you managed to find parties. to like, be like in the middle of a fucking snowstorm. I mean, no. nothing was going on. Like there was blizzarding. And I'd open up Snapchat and be like, how did Matthew find this party? Yeah. Like, it doesn't wow. make any sense. Yeah, would be like some random. Family's Christmas dinner, getting you know, you know, I went hanging out, of a good time. I'm like, man, where are you? Yeah. Like half the time it was incredible. I,
0: I often think, like, if I hadn't gone through that party phase, would I have gone through it now or in university? Like, perhaps that had been inevitable, and in that case, I'm so grateful that I got to go through that in high school, when I could kind of afford to waste that time. You know, like.
1: Yeah. I I think it's good I I think you got out of your system mm -hmm. early enough uh phase where you didn't make any mistakes later on I think it's probably better that way yeah and
0: it's funny because I probably actually pulled back too much from the party days um in the beginning of university because I would purposely not really go to events where I knew I could make friends I knew I could kind of network I would say no that's not my scene anymore you know I I would see parties as like bad you know, because well, I I wanted you're, to you're, you're
1: like, identity.
2: Yeah.
1: Now you're it's like, like the, the, you know, you're like you're like those cops in those movies. Like when you need you for one final mission. You're looking back like, nah, I'm retired. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> 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 oh, uh, You know,
2: uh, it's no, so no good, but I, I'd, I'd say
0: I've I've balanced out for sure. Um, uh, uh, you know, so much has changed since then it's crazy for the best man Mm -hmm. and uh you know back to this kind of mayoral campaign starting the tiktok what you know when you're uncomfortable because i imagine it was really uncomfortable to start both those things what's your relationship to discomfort now do you see yourself getting uncomfortable and you say I have to pursue this because it makes me uncomfortable or most people shy away from discomfort, but you're someone that I know that it doesn't seem shies away from anything. So I'd love to hear yeah. how you tackle that and just, you know, how, how do you do it? How do you
1: look? I think uh, honestly, uh, I honestly, I, over the past year, especially I'm like, all right, it's going to make me uncomfortable and like no i think this is like the three three things that i always say right
2: mm-hmm.
1: if if i want to do it it's not hurting anybody and no one's going to get offended uh it's and it's going to make me uncomfortable to do it right like that's mm-hmm. what i have to assess on that situation right i really mean like little checklist a lot of times too exactly a lot of times too like i'll say things and uh just just to myself my own head like oh man like i don't know if i want to run for mayor like that especially was like the hardest decision i've ever had to make right like right even even as i was running the whole time like there was probably for the first two weeks thinking why did i do this why did i do this it's so stressful everything sucks Mm
2: -hmm. and then
1: as you go on you're like i'm so glad i did this because i've learned so much you know Mm -hmm. and uh just like the little things you know just like if it makes you uncomfortable you kind of got to do it like just like putting it out in the world just mm-hmm. to grow as a person right like and i think that's the big thing and i think it's some it's, it's definitely stressful you know i mean that's why like we got the uh the old vape here to kind of manage it to kind of get the <laughs> nicotine in you to make you feel good to kind of yeah. like ease the stress but even now like once i realized i was doing a little bit too much of the old vape like now it's uncomfortable to cut Cut back on it and say, All right, I want to quit no matter what, especially because I know it's bad for me. And I don't think people should because it's bad for you. Right.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, I mean, even that, like, right? it's going to be uncomfortable to quit doing the whole vape, but yeah. uh, you're going to cut back just a little bit a day and that's it. For one yeah. hour you can do it and that's all you're going to do.
2: Right.
1: So, I think yeah. in general, you got to be uncomfortable to do anything. Like, mm-hmm. if you want to make a big move in your life and you're not uncomfortable, Actually, that's not a very good way. To, I mean, it's probably things you can do that are comfortable too. What the hell am I saying? I, I
2: see what
0: you're saying, though. I think that discomfort is—it's an ingredient for living, like a full life, happy life. Like if there's no discomfort, you aren't really testing yourself. You don't know kind of where where you could go. You know, so I, yeah. I totally agree with the with those statements, is there anything that you kind of do, like I guess back to like happiness and that stuff, is there a non-negotiable for you, that, a, a habit or an activity that you do every single day that grounds you, that, that you have to get in and nothing will get in the way of that? Is there anything that you do?
1: Yeah, I, uh, I think there's, there's a non negotiable I have to drive around for an hour and just be alone in the car with mm. my own thoughts I just kind of write right just yeah write some stuff whether it's like ideas for like music which uh, by the way music is my passion but it happens to be the thing that i'm the worst at in the world so that's like heartbreaking but i, I
0: happen to hear me. quite differently i've heard that you and a mutual friend of ours used to be quite the george yeah yeah, yeah well, to literally... last weekend
1: <laughs> we, we we would do our thing man booty in the bends. You that's know, the that's, song
0: that's the song and if, does it still exist
1: like is yeah, it a thing? Man, it's they're all gone I have no idea where they went I uh they're just gone I look on every laptop I could find
2: mm-hmm.
1: and they're just gone it's tragic it really wow. is tragic it was on your laptop not George's okay yeah it was on my laptop and nothing is there anymore wow. it's it's literally all gone but yeah so the non-negotiables i have yeah. to drive around to listen to music that's the one thing. around and oftentimes like i think every other day i like to freestyle to get my mind clear mm-hmm. you know often it's really bad but just like getting thoughts out really rapidly to yourself
0: like helps. you're just sitting around and you just do that by yourself kind of
1: yeah like in the car i freestyle I'll put on a beat and i'll just go off and sometimes yeah. you'll find some hidden gems of, of truth about yourself because you had no time to think about them and you just say it out loud and you go right oh damn you know it it seems like that's almost like a form of like i don't know uh
0: meditation in a way like you're just sitting with yourself and you're just you're you're helping or you're making your relationship with yourself better you're becoming more in tune with things you know
1: yeah i think you you have to do it i think Mm -hmm. everybody needs to be alone for at least an hour of the day just to think about life it, in general it's
0: funny like in quarantine or since you know the pandemic started I never would ever go for a walk before so prior to the pandemic never go for a walk and now every single day I just put on my boots put on my coat even in the snow yesterday um and I went for and I go for a walk to a podcast and go through the woods you know I guess sort of the equivalent to your, your driving around but it's like you get back yeah. you're
1: like wow I'm refreshed you know it's like, you feel so refreshed just like yeah. being alone yeah um, just like let let it go and they get recharge with people later on you know especially if you live with people mm-hmm. but i mean for a while you gotta be alone just to do your thing you have yeah. to be yeah most definitely um
0: what is i guess what's something that you're currently struggling with what are you working on right now
1: oh geez i think uh
0: doesn't have to be terribly (laughs) in-depth.
1: I know. I think I'm working on a children's book right now, and I can't find an an illustrator because it's all written. Me and George wrote it. And Mm -hmm. I think just like I'm struggling with reaching out to people and like being nervous to reach out to people, which I shouldn't be because it's like, you know, I have a book ready. If you want to help me out, fantastic. But I just don't know how to get that process started. Right. So is it a problem with the,
0: the connection? Like you're not sure who you want to write it or... Or sorry, electric. I think,
1: yeah, I think that I think that's a big thing too. And I think a lot of the problem is like, well, I want it to be done so quick, and I know it takes a lot of time. Mm-hmm. But I'm trying to find like the right people who are really great. Like looking at everybody's illustration style,
2: and I'm like, right. well, why
1: am I looking at their style if I haven't even reached out to see if they want to do it? Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm struggling on how to get that done.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I think once that's good, that's the next big project that I want it's the, the kids book. But it's so hard, now. I just yeah. didn't realize how hard it was going to be
0: wow there's a few like cool resources on the internet of like people you can kind of contract to do yeah. stuff like that which i'm guessing you've already kind of looked into but there's a few websites I'll, I'll send you a
1: few that yeah there's like fiverr is pretty good too like some stuff like that it's okay. uh what i said yes
0: you're right yeah
1: Fiverr's yeah worth. yeah yeah he said not quite and i'm like yeah, you got against Fiverr, man. <laughs> what <laughs> no, no.
2: What's wrong with Fiverr? No, actually, that
1: was gonna be one of the ones I was gonna <laughs> yeah. test you after this, but yeah, yeah. I, I gotta get more in depth in those too. Mm-hmm. But uh I guess we'll see what happens, you know. Mm.
0: What's probably the coolest or biggest thing that you learned in in 2020? The coolest what? thing that you learned or just the most important thing that you learned in 2020 if you could
1: kind of ramble on or you know Uh, yeah I think the coolest thing that I learned is I mean there's really nothing you can't I mean there's a lot of things you can't do for sure but there's nothing you can't try to do Mm
2: -hmm. you know
1: what I mean when I say that it's Mm -hmm. like so I mean you put all your eggs in a basket see what happens yeah. And uh, you learn a thing along the way. Like, for example, a big dream of mine. Like, I have all these big dreams now. And I'm going to try and do all of them. And I know I'm not going to succeed. But mm-hmm. now I'm going to know. Like, I can try and do them, right? Like, I know for a fact I'm not going to play a minute in the NBA. Like, I know So,
2: mm-hmm.
1: let me tell you. It's not going to stop me from trying, you know? Yeah. Because I will try. And I will try and play a minute. I don't know how it's going to happen. I don't know who I have to meet. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to try and do it. So, now it's just like get back up on your feet don't take it to heart and keep going and then eventually mm-hmm. something's gonna happen by like that
2: wow
1: and that's probably the most important thing that i learned this year above all else yeah. drilled into me by everyone i know telling me over and over so it's good
0: yeah i love it if uh if this pandemic or you know if it ceased to exist right now what would be like the first thing that you would do like if you could just go do anything would you travel would you place i think
1: i would go i would go to quebec to see all my university friends mm-hmm. that'd that's mean, the Umar, number one thing Umar, do. Uno
0: on the list yeah
1: that'd be number one on the list maybe do an improv class in sherbrooke Who knows?
0: <laughs> for the band himself yeah even i we'd make quite a duo on that on the improv stage can
1: right? you imagine we'd slash we'd crush man oh we'd yeah crush you um, know
0: improv's big in quebec like they they love you their know, they love it their arts and their music and their expression. It's, it's one thing
1: I noticed about living there. They have their own industry, like their own film industry in Quebec. Really? Like just in Quebec. They have their own like entertainment industry. It's like, you ever heard of the show Occupation Dub? Well, maybe in high school, we might've watched something. Exactly. Like there's, see, cause we've never heard of it because in Quebec though, if you ask anybody what Occupation Dub, it's like The Bachelor, but it's just in Quebec. Yeah and it's huge. I'm talking massive. Like for mm. a while I was seeing this woman from Quebec and she made me sit down and watch an episode of Occupy, Pass and Dub. There's no <laughs> subtitles. Actually, no, the I, no idea, I had no idea what the hell was going on. It was it was no offense to Occupy Pass and Dub. I'm sorry, but it was the worst show I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> but they love so it. They bad. love it out there. But they love it. Maybe if I could speak French, it would be amazing. Yeah. But I can't. So it wasn't. But mm-hmm. man, I'm telling you, they, they, I, I got a break into the Quebec film industry. That's next on the list. You know yeah. what? That's number one on the list. I, I,
0: I can never forget, too, I, I, the month I spent in Montreal. I went to see Post Malone. Uh, he was p- performing at uh, Mural Fest oh hell yeah and then so i go there and there's a big crowd right there's a big crowd and then the next night or a few nights later i went to see this this show um outside and it was kind of raining and it wasn't the nicest night and it's a french performer there's a it's a quebecois festival so it's all french performers and they've got kind of like alternative rock style is how I would describe this group. The audience for this French alternative rock band on a Wednesday night, you know, it wasn't even the weekend, was probably five or six times bigger than Post Malone's audience. Like, who, who was the guy? Who I was have the guy? no clue. It was a, it was a amazing performance. I mean. I kind of got up on the fence. Like, there was no room to stand. And I kind of got up on the fence um, with a friend from the program. And, it, you know, it's raining and it's coming down. And I'm looking out and I'm thinking, there's so many people here. Like, that's when I understood the Quebecois just love their own art. Like, they will do. They anything.
1: love. The exactly, Everyone it's in their own thing will come to watch. The shows you know like <laughs> if, if you're from quebec everyone in quebec will support you yeah you know what i mean like if you make something you're from quebec
0: don't mm-hmm. worry
1: for the rest of your life you're set they yeah. love you
0: it's so family even walking around the city um it's funny like here in halifax I, I don't say hi to anyone walking down the sidewalk or you know i'll nod or wave to the yeah, yeah. person. in quebec if you're walking down the road everyone goes salut salut Salut, salut. salut. Yeah, just walk it out yeah, it's so good and then you start saying it back to them and next thing you know you're saying salut to someone first you know like yeah someone holds the door open for you Salut. <laughs> you know?
1: it's a, you know it's like a very romantic language right and i think that contributes to it all like french is a very sexy language right? yeah it's like you want to speak it to other people like to get it's yeah. like intimate when you talk to somebody you uh-huh. know yeah. I still not know. I would love to learn, but I yeah. you speak French fluently now.
0: Yeah. I mean French immersion from grade primary to grade 12, and then yeah, did those two exchange programs so pretty fluently. I'm not sure I would work in a French job though. You know, like it's it's one of those languages where if you weren't born into it, you can never really like master the craft fully. Yeah. You know? Like I'll be in a job and even with my 13, 14 years, like, I won't meet the same quota that, that that guy that was born in Quebec will meet. So we'll see, we'll see where it takes me, but okay. no regrets on on it. But I think that's, you know, we're wrapping up our time there. So said I it said it all. We did it
1: all.
0: We got through a bunch. I put a few little notes on some things like, and put V2, so maybe a, a version number two will come in the in the future there and we can because I mean we could talk for days we could dive into everything everything and anything
1: we'd we be here all week we'd be here all year man.
0: yeah yes sir so I guess lastly you know where can people find you uh you know social media wise Is the social TikTok- media
1: uh every everything at max emerson taylor but uh you can usually find me there let mm-hmm. me know reach out send yeah, me a even, dm even LinkedIn. say what's up even
2: linkedin, LinkedIn.
1: shout out linkedin you i know. love your linkedin, LinkedIn thing, by the way
0: <laughs> I'll text thanks man for like jobs and stuff and i'll just oh max brought the comedy to linkedin i'm, I'm with it i'm with it.
1: <laughs> man, linkedin is so many people just going i'm yeah. so grateful for this opportunity it's like no you're not no you're not no you're not <laughs> i know you you're a sandwich artist at subway what are you grateful for <laughs> right Right. That's, you know what? That's mean. I'm not as I'm not against sandwich artists. No, sandwich. no, of course not. I just want to put that out there. They make more money than me. I'm proud of them, but everybody—it's like a copy pasta. Every single thing—it just copy paste same thing. But mm-hmm. uh, it's nice to spice it up. I live for the day where LinkedIn's going to be a little bit more alternative, a little more
0: flavorful, perhaps. You know, I want more
1: flavor. I want more flavor. That's it. Very
0: good. Well, I will include links to you know your stuff, my stuff, in in the. Description, but it's been a pleasure real glad we could get together and do this and I'm excited man I'm excited for you and everything you're doing and, and thanks so much for coming on
1: brother it's been an absolute pleasure my man I love you my man love you too brother